And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, Trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also follow on Facebook, Trenton365show, and you can always post your events to the Trenton 365 community calendar. Like the event that is coming up in just about a little more than a month from now. Uh, for those of you who are uh, regular listeners and watchers of the program, you do know who Regis Entertainment is, R-E-J-S Jazz. In the studio with me, I've got Eric Thomas and James Freeman. Gentlemen, welcome back, as always. Thank, Thank you, you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Awesome, awesome. I'm going to ask you, and you know this by now, you blocking that camera. <laughs> and move the, your mic to the to your the left chair. a little bit. I just sat in the chair. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Good. Um, yeah. So this is going to be one of those like uh, like you getting a chance to hang out with me and my friends here. Um, I spent a lot of time with Eric, James, Rich, John, and uh, a whole host of other people um, for all the events that we're doing with Regis Entertainment. And uh, briefly, um, Eric, I want you to just talk about the idea. How you came up with this this idea of Regis Entertainment and RegisJazz.com and uh, why you're so passionate about the art and craft of jazz? Briefly, I'll do my best. <laughs> um, my, I raise, if people go to our website, um, they will get a, a brief bio about all of us. And one of the things that you'll pick up is the fact that I come from a family of jazz lovers. My mother introduced me to Miles Davis, uh, kind of blue, if I'm not mistaken, she was playing. And I had to be maybe eight or nine years old. But, you know, I was still into my James Brown. But also my Uncle Joe Thomas, my, the late Uncle uh, Joe Thomas, who was a pioneer in jazz in Newark, New Jersey. Um, he kind of added disco and jazz um, elements to his music. But um, he was a um, self-taught musician. And he was my first jazz hero. Uh, he played with Dionne Warwick before she hit it big with her husband, Bill Elliott, who was a drummer. And then he went out on his own. He would often um, lie about his age so he can play with some <laughs> of the great jazz artists and get in some of the venues. But he was my first um, hero in jazz, even though I learned about Miles. Then I got away from it in high school because Parliament, P-Funk, and uh, Ohio Players and Earth, Wind and Fire took over. But at the same time I was in high school, I got introduced to um, jazz once again. But this time, um, a gentleman I considered my father, he played My Favorite Things by John Coltrane and um, Tenor Madness with Coltrane and Sonny Rollins, and I was never the same. But to jump forward to today, um, I just was a patron of jazz music, and I discovered a violinist on YouTube when I was exploring YouTube by the name of Scott Texier, who's from France. I was blown away. I was telling James, hey, guys, you got to hear this guy. And then I had an opportunity to bring him to my school. It was at Stokes Elementary School. And followed that to Parkway Elementary School in Ewing. And he did some workshops with the students. And I got an opportunity to present Scott to the Big Easy, um, which is was formerly Maxine's, which is formerly something now. <laughs> I don't know what the name of it is now. But I, when I was doing it, I was putting it together, and then I said, man, this is starting to become overwhelming. But who loves jazz as much as I do? You, James, and Rich. And, um, and I said, James, you know, James would borrow a CD and never give it back to me. <laughs> 
So I knew he loved Every Jerry's interview, he says that. I do? All right, I got to come up with some new material. Yeah. Man. Which CD did you uh, Down to the Bone, um, from Manhattan to Staten, okay. okay. Brooklyn Heights, uh, Granville Charter School. It was in your gym room and it's in your uh, office. Maybe and someone else took it. I don't know. Yeah, I got it back. You, know, you didn't know about there it. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, getting back. But who loves jazz as much as I do? It was James and Rich, as well as yourself. And I needed help. And Scott did such a magnificent job. And people loved him. And I was asked to, can I bring someone else? And I had met Shami Royston at um, a restaurant up in New Brunswick at the time. And I just took her name and number. And I didn't, and then I, I just asked her, would she be willing to perform? And she said yes. And she put on a phenomenal show. I met E.J. Strickland and Greg August, bassist Greg August. And James Rich, as well as yourself, stayed with the um, the quest to try to bring more jazz in our area. And that's basically the story in the, sh in the, sh the short version of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, James, uh, in, we're, we're going to strike from the record the whole thing about you uh, getting CDs and, and not returning them. But uh, when, when Eric came to you with this idea, like, hey, you know, I, I want to put on some shows, what was, like, the first thought you had? Well, you know, we, we worked together in a charter school in uh, Trenton and... Uh, after you know a sh brief stint there, <laughs> we uh, we still stayed in contact, and, and he reached out to me. So it was like you know, cool, just another opportunity to hang out with him. Um, and you know, I, when when he introduced me to, to Scott Tixia, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So uh, very talented young man. So we we went ahead and started working on that, and just the whole process of it, you know, trying to build, create a crowd. And just just putting the whole show together was was interesting, you know. We did it, came out successful, and we decided to do it again. And then we did it a third time that year um, with Shami Royston, and then again with Ivanique Prunet, Prunet, and uh, it was it was cool. So we decided let's you know let's let's see what we can do with this, and that's basically. <laughs> where we are now, so and still know, trying right. to see what we can do with this. And, 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 and the main thing about it, it was fun mm -hmm. to do it. Exactly. Uh, we were put on events that we would normally go to visit and see in right. different um, cities. It was fun. We didn't look at it as work. However, we had to do work and a lot of research because it was new to all of us. You know, It was not just like a simple assembly program when I brought Scott. There was a lot more to it, advertising. And as James said, getting social media, how do we use that? How do we use local media? Right. How do we, we, James and I would hit the streets. We, um, we, we would get postcards, um, approach different businesses, how much is going to cost for posters, and, you know, and then just using the social network and see is that effective or not, doing surveys. It became a uh, process for all of us, and we all found out what our strengths were the things that we need to work on and after every show whether it's the first one to the last we always debrief to say all right what do we think went well what didn't go well how do you think the audience react because that's our main uh, parameter in terms of how well the success of our, our artists are and what determines what we're going to get an artist depends on how the audience receives them mm -hmm. and, and i want to stick with that too i mean you know joining um regis um and shout out to rich and John, who are not here, and Tawana, and a whole host of others who help us out all on the night of the show and leading up to the show. Um, we really do have a good time. 
and we get a chance to see some amazing musicians. And um, not only see them, but to work with them and to develop friendships with them. And then to learn so much about the industry, um, the trials and tribulations that, they, that they're going through yeah, as absolutely. artists. Perfect. And um, we've actually expanded so much. Um, you know, we had uh, Dr. Angie Estrada, um, you know, assisted her with one of her first performances here with her new CD. Um, assisted Scott Tickshay with uh, getting his latest release um, out. Uh, and then some of the other artists, and now we're expanding into this role of almost uh, managers and mm-hmm. promoters for individual artists. Can um, you both just share your own thoughts about how this kind of like this whole thing is kind of like swirling and growing? Okay, um, I know from talking to some of the artists that manage managers um, are sometimes not always easy to come by. Um, some people don't want that responsibility because you're actually guiding someone's career and you know we ourselves see how a manager can help an artist or hurt an artist if they don't know the the, the music venue I mean the music um, environment so um, um, working with an artist and cons- Considering being a manager is like, how do I want to put on a show when we promote them? It's the same type of mindset almost, but there's other details that you have to think about in terms of all right, how do we get their work out there and what are the channels that are available to these artists? Because one of the things that we do is use artists that people don't know that much about and they are great artists. Some of these artists that um, we bring aren't household names and to manage them and try to get them to get some exposure is is even a bigger challenge than it is for us to just promote a show highlighting their music mm-hmm. well we're up on the first break i'm speaking with members of regis entertainment r-e-j-s entertainment you can go to the website rejsjazz.com there you can hear there you can learn a bit about um, the shows that we've done in the past also about the organization itself and also about our forthcoming event that's happening in march uh, on the 24th and we have nelson rangel who's going to be performing for us at cranberry at the cranberry inn and i'll have to double check that date i may have that date wrong but you're listening and watching the trenton 365 show stick around we'll be back after a short break And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. In the studio with me, I have Eric Thomas and James Freeman of Regis, R-E-J-S Entertainment. Uh, the website is Regis, R-E-J-S Jazz.com. And we're talking about the history of the organization, how we all came together, not only as friends, but also as jazz lovers and supporters, and how we're bringing jazz, world-class talent, to the central New Jersey region and beyond. And we encourage you to find out more about what we're doing and go to the website, R-E-J-S Jazz.com, where you can see some of our lineups from the what, four years now almost yeah, four, fifth, year now. fifth season uh, and then uh, some of the talent that we've brought um, to this area such as Scott Tickshay, Shami Royston, EJ Strickland, uh, Greg August, Evanique Prenet, Dave Stryker and a whole host of others and this is something that we're expanding um, Dr. Angie, Estrada, etc. Um, John Benitez and we're looking at how can we um, create this mecca for jazz in central New Jersey, um, but also to make it something where it's affordable, uh, it's uh, entertaining, um, providing something that's extremely professional and in a status that 
is really isn't found uh, in this region. And I'd like for James, for you to just chime in and just talk a little bit about um, what our shows look like. Well, basically, our, our shows are well, doors open at 7, show starts promptly at 7.30, thanks to, thanks to my friend here. <laughs> but um, we have two sets, um, and in between, generally, we like to have what's, what we used to call a youth spotlight. Now we call a rising star spotlight, where we have young, uh, aspiring artists, um, generally middle school age, high school age, or young adult, but we even had a, a young man who's on the rise, um, 10 years old, uh, recently, who's uh, had an opportunity to perform during that break. Um, and the good thing about that is that the headline artist sometimes interacts with these youth um, and sometimes allows the youth to perform with them. So it's a, it's a real good time for everyone involved including the audience, they appreciate um, that we're trying to continue teaching the music and passing on the music. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for everyone to recognize that <clears throat> out of the group, I'm the only one who's not an educator. Um, John, Rich, James, and Eric, they're all educators, um, teachers, um, either still teaching, um, substitute teachers, etc. So there's always this feeling of wanting to instruct and to provide an opportunity for people to learn more. And I'm learning from, from all of you that that's what an educator, it's not a nine to five job, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Right, the Rising Star Spotlight, it was James' creation, that the educator and him came out. Where, do you, where can you go to any kind of venue where adults come here, great jazz music, you have a, uh, a showcase of talent, and just tell me, where can you go to a place where a headliner will ask, do you, if, especially if the young person is capable and talented, and usually they are talented enough, to join them? I've never seen it before. We did not ask the artist to do it. Scott, we had some students from Foundation Academy right here in, in our area who played, three played the violin and one played the cello, even viola cello. And Scott asked them, Scott Texier asked them to play an original song with them and their confidence went through the roof. Um, drummer Rudy Royston, uh, on his very last song was a, a jazz standard, Straight No Chaser. And, and we had two drummers, one from the Heightstown area, one from in here in Ewing. He asked them to join him, and their confidence went through the roof. When Brandy Younger, uh, harpist Brandy Younger came in, she, we had um, young people playing the harp, young ladies playing the harp. And seeing um, African-American youth, young ladies playing the harp, and seeing it play in the genre of jazz, that has to be something that our young people need to see, that even in jazz, there's instruments that have been introduced into the music that normally wouldn't be associated with, such as the harp, the harmonica. And we're getting young people in that rising star spotlight, not only getting exposure, but they get to get um, first-hand advice from their artists. And their artists, many times, ask them to play with them. And where can you get that? Unrehearsed. And, and, um, and beat up that that up close and personal with them. Can't beat that. I wish I had something like that happen to me, you know. So we're making it happen for other people. <laughs> they, and you know, I'm glad you said that because that's that's what I'm so passionate about. Mm -hmm. The fact that as I look back over my life and I've had a what I consider a good life. 
um, that I can take anything that I've learned and I can give it to someone else. And, and of course, mm -hmm. my family, my daughter and stuff like that is fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's nice if I can expand that and I can give that to other people. That's what really provides joy. And I can honestly say that art shows that when people leave, they leave satisfied, mm -hmm. wanting more enjoying themselves, um, supporting artists. And the artists, I've seen them develop relationships with our audience. Um, you know, Scott, particularly. Um, I, I know um, uh, some of my friends who've come to the show have said that they've now, they now go and see Scott when he performs in other places mm -hmm. because of how Reach has brought Scott to the region and our shows are so um, um, personable. Mm -hmm. So the artist interacts with the, with the audience, um, hangs around, takes pictures, signs autographs, buys CDs, etc. So it's almost like a, it's a VIP experience for everyone who comes to our event. And I'm going to give you some accolades here because you make that atmosphere what it is in terms of right before the second set when you interview the artist right in front of the audience. They love that. They, they don't get that. When they go to other venues, the artists may talk on the microphone about this next song, that song, but you make it intimate. You make the people feel that they're connected to the music and to the artists. So you have to take your hat off for that, sir. Thank you, and and, I'm, and because of you, both of you, and the rest <laughs> of the crew, I'm learning to be more comfortable with that. So I'd say thank you humbly mm -hmm. for the for those accolades. But uh, let's transition. Let's talk about our our next show that's coming up, March 23rd. And I had the date wrong before, but James is the one who's always like, "Hey, this is what the date is. <laughs> this is the information. Everybody got to stay on point with this. We need those emails returned." <laughs> so March 23rd. Actually, why don't you share? <laughs> Friday, March 23rd at the Cranberry Inn in Cranberry, New Jersey. It's a, it's a new venue that we're working with, beautiful venue mm -hmm. um, that we hope to work with again in the future. But um, we're just really excited about it. Um, the capacity is large, so we, we want to, to pack the house and, and have everybody get a chance to enjoy um, the, the big-name artists that we been uh, graced to have performed for us mm -hmm. and and so why don't you get into the details about who that is and what um for the folks who may not recognize his name um who's he who he has performed with etc i'm going to pass that over to my buddy because he's a huge fan of this particular artist um nelson rangel's uh, saxophone is flautist and i just learned about nelson's music when i was at the time living in new york I was going through JNR Music World, which I don't think is there anymore, but I was just browsing through, and one of the um, um, persons working there said, I was just looking for new music. And this person said, check this guy out, Nelson Rangel. And it's, um, I think the CD was called Playing for Keeps, and I think that was his debut. And I said, I'll check it out. I was adventurous at that time anyway. so I put the CD on and man I said this guy this is even before I moved to New, uh, New Jersey I said man this guy is awesome and he was fantastic and when he played the flute I mean he's known for his saxophone playing but when he played the flute to this right now as I'm speaking to all both of you I'm learning how to play the flute just because as old as I am this man has influenced me one to play the flute and I've heard some great flute players Hubert Laws even my uncle Joe Thomas um, great flute players, but Nelson, wait till the audiences hear him play the flute. He will blow you away. He's, it's like he made the flute 
the flute himself. He's fantastic. But he was one of the earlier artists with the GRP label. GRP was one of the largest, uh, I would well, most most popular um, smooth jazz uh, labels back in the 80s with um, Dave Valentine was one of the first um, artists signed, but it was hit by um, uh, Larry Rosen and, oh, what's his name? Dave Grusin. They were the ones who um, started um, GRP label. And you had a lot of a lot of great smooth jazz artists on there. Um, besides Nelson Rangel, Dave Valentine, um, Eric Marienthal was, I mean, it's, the list is so long. I think Lee Rittenauer might have been on that. On there, um, yeah. You know, I, I, I want to interrupt because we're because sure. we're we're uh, going to be finishing the program soon. But um, what are some of the de details about the show? The cost of the tickets, um, how people James can get them. Um, <laughs> are we running any particular specials or giveaways or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Well, we're always looking to uh, try to do different things. But um, the the ticket price for this show will be forty dollars, which we think is is a steal um, considering the the type of artists that we have. Um, $40, um, we generally have a, a, a deal where um, if you bring five, one ticket is free. Um, we will, in the near future, get our advertising out and let you know the different types of uh, giveaways that we may have, whether it be on this show or online whether it's a survey or a contest. So we'll, we'll, we'll get the information out there as soon as we can um, to let you know the various things we're going to do. But uh, we're, we're really excited about it, um, and we're, we're really looking for uh, some vendors as well to, to come out and share their wares. So I'll definitely be reaching out to some people um, about that soon. And people can visit our website to get inf ticket information as well as our phone number. Um, we, they can buy um, tickets online from our website as well, mm -hmm. as well as call. Mm -hmm. And don't forget our Facebook page at Regis Entertainment, R-E-J-S Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And our phone number is 469-1228-609 area code if they want to call for further information. And... Just go to the website and, you know, download some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, again, um, one of the things that, that is uh, spectacular about this is that we're constantly in this state of evolving and mm -hmm. getting better. And that's, that's what I'm passionate about. I mean, mm -hmm. when I think back to um, early shows and then how you know, we said, okay, well, we're going to work our schedule because we know winter months are a little tough in this area right. mm -hmm. and summer months are a little tough in this area. So we re reworked our schedule. So now we almost follow a school type of schedule, which makes sense, right. you know, considering mm -hmm. a, what, what four fifths of the group are, are educators. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the talent that we're bringing in and the fact that we have so many people who are constantly Amazing artists, very talented folks who are constantly wanting to perform for Regis. And we've got about two minutes left. Can can both of you just talk about the talent who wants to be a part of Regis Entertainment? That is a, a great problem uh, <laughs> because there there's so many that I would almost have to write them down. Uh, Trumpeter Dave Weiss, Noah Hadou, um, and there's a lot of people that want to repeat coming back to us as well. Uh, Brandy Younger, Sarah Elizabeth Charles, uh, 
I'm just running. Uh, it's a long list, believe it or not, Jacques, um, of people that want to perform for us. Nicholas Baello. Um, and we just trying to expand it. What, what, we can get these artists a lot more here on a frequent basis if we know that the audience are going to come to the events. You know, and, and, <laughs> and I'm going to cut you off here because sure. I think that's probably a perfect way to end this. Mm -hmm. um, Regis Entertainment, the website is Regis, R-E-J-S Jazz.com, and on Facebook it's R-E-J-S Entertainment. Um, there you can find out all the information about us, uh, about our events, etc. But this is goes to show you that um, when you put something together, artists from around the world recognize what Regis is doing and they want to perform here. And we encourage you to come to our event, which is happening on March 23rd at the Cranberry Inn. Um, more information can be found on the website. And uh, again, brothers, I appreciate you coming on. We'll see you uh, next month as we prep for the show. Thank you. You're welcome. And you've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Have a great night, folks.